Life is deceptive to all the believers. Our objective, to sort and decipher. Their generation will will rot in their golden grooves. Our generation slapped with the fucking X. Today, we're talking about Vision of Disorder. By Vision of Disorder, so grab your pierced nipples because it's time to get in the pit. Welcome to Get in the Pit, a podcast about metalcore. I'm Oster. I am Isai. Um, Isai, have you ever gotten like really stoked on a tuna sandwich? I've never gotten stoked. I don't like tuna. Oh, and, like, okay. And honestly, like, like back in like in the like mid to mid to late two thousands when like five dollar footlongs were a thing, mm-hmm. like. Seeing like I I would go to Subway then and just seeing the fucking like ice cream scoop of tuna always fucked me up. I hated it. It's it's it at Subway it seems gross, but at Jersey Mike's I got one on a whim once and it was really good. And some days sometimes I crave tuna sandwiches, and I was craving one. And Did so you get a tuna sandwich today? Fun from from Jersey Mike's. So I have for lunch is great. That seems like a very old person sandwich. Like my mom loves a tuna sandwich. Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's not, it's like, it's secret. It's not healthy, but like, it's feels like it is cause it's tuna, but it's made with fucking mayonnaise. It's, it's just, just like a little sprinkling of like tuna, then just mayonnaise like crazy. Yeah. It's like one part tuna, two parts mayo. I got a little mustard, a little dill pickle, a little hot cher- cherry relish. Hell yeah. Sandwiches. Sandwiches rock. Now I got tuna burps. Oh, ugh. I can't even imagine. Yeah, I get it when I eat sushi too. Sushi burps. That makes sense. I don't know. I never liked tuna, but I'm also very picky. Yeah, that's true. Um, this is a podcast about metalcore, not tuna sandwiches or just uh, sandwiches in general. I mean, we yeah, we love off. big, we love big sandwiches. Shout out heavy like Dave. It's a band <laughs> that I don't think was actually really a band. Maybe they had a practice that was in Boise, like in two thousand like five or six or whatever, and it was just people that we know, and they made a MySpace page because every fake band like you always. Made a MySpace page for yeah. Yoshi's Lullabies had a MySpace page. X Icebo X had a MySpace page. Behind enemy lines slash breaking bricks slash the Scorpion King. Hey, uh, we had we had recorded music on our MySpace page. All right, brother. That's true. <laughs> that was wild. We recorded vocals with the rock band Mike in your garage and in in your parents' basement. And one of the lyrics says, "Don't mess with me. I'll fuck you up." Don't mess with me because I'm friends with Chuck, meaning <laughs> yep. UFC fighter Chuck Liddell. Like, <laughs> we're friends with him. So if you like mess with me, like you got to deal with Chuck Liddell. Uh, wow. Wow. Hey, uh, everybody listening, start fake bands. It's fun. Yeah, it's fun, especially when you're young. Um, yeah, do it when you're old too. Fuck. Yeah. Start a fake band with me called um, um, Tantrum. That's already exists, and it's the best thing I've ever put my voice on recording wise. Yeah, the the premise of tantrum was it was hardcore, but from like the eyes of like an eight year old. Yeah. So it's playing Super Mario World. Yes, but it's like when we were eight, not like current eight year olds now who'd be mad about an iPad or some shit, or Fortnite. they can't get on Fortnite. <laughs> it was Super Mario World and Nintendo. <laughs> <clears throat> it was sick. I had some other ideas written down too, but those are probably long gone. Um, this is a podcast about metalcore. Uh, so, each week we talk about a record and we do a deep dive on it. We rate it on a very uh, uh, intense and um, good scoring system. <laughs> it's real good. It's good. How do you want your burger? Good. Good. 
<laughs> this is going to be an, like an hour and a half of inside jokes. Um, I will say we we had like the segue right there, talking about when we were younger and oh, yeah. Super Mario, and we're yeah. fucking going in a time machine, baby. We're going to ninety six. We're going back to ninety six. What were you doing in nineteen ninety six? I mean, nineteen ninety six. That was the year of WrestleMania twelve. Okay, so I was watching pro wrestling. Um, at this time right now, Bret Hart was the champion. Shawn Michaels had won the Royal Rumble, and they're going to clash at WrestleMania Ooh. 12 in an Iron Man match. Ooh. Yeah, that's what I was doing in 1996 around February. Okay. Um, I was also, watching- I was a child. I was fucking yeah. eight years old. Yeah, which means I was probably seven. Yeah. Okay. So this is actually really close. Uh, Vision of Disorder that I'm talking about today was um, released in on October 22nd, 1996. Um, so um, what I was doing close to that time was watching a um, sports film um, featuring arguably the greatest basketball player of all time. I don't think that's um, really arguing it. Um, so a lot of people say Kobe. A lot of people say LeBron. It's an it's. I'm a, a big, big Kobe fan, and it's one thousand percent Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, Space Jam came out on November fifteenth, nineteen ninety six. So I was at probably I was going to McDonald's trying to get all the toys. Oh no, Burger King. Burger King had these toys that were like it was like a puzzle, and it was. But it, if you got all the guys, it made a full court. Um, and That's they moved. Sick. They they all moved and they all did different things. It was pretty badass. Um, so yeah, I was watching Space Jam. That's sick. Space Jam Rock. Um, when was the last time you watched Space Jam? I don't know. Fucking if we've ever watched it together. I don't go and watch Space Jam by myself. Um, um, so maybe it, 15, 20 years. It fucking sucks. Dude, it probably does, but most things do. If but you're looking like, at it, if you're looking at it through your eyes right now, it's gonna suck. But it doesn't even hold up in a nostalgia sense. Uh, probably not. Like, if I saw heavyweights for the first time today. Yeah, I would think it rocked. Never mind. Heavyweight's <laughs> fucking right rocked. It's still I, I've watched that one fairly recently. It's still a good movie. <laughs> it is. Yeah, um, still, anyway, still a performance in that is unbelievable. One of one of his best. Yeah. I wonder if Ben Stiller like Vision of Disorder. I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> um yeah, so yeah, we're talking about Vision of Disorder. Um, do you have any history with them? I mean, not really. Like, this was a band, obviously, like, that released this record when I was eight years old. Mm -hmm. Um, going on nine, I turned nine, uh, like, a month after they released it. I mean, they'd been a band since, like, fucking 92. Mm -hmm. Um, they were, like, you know, a New York hardcore band that got signed to Roadrunner. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's like, like, I'm like eight years old fucking finding out about like New York hardcore, like, well, wow, I'm fucking poser. eight years old, probably the poser. I know. Probably listening to fucking whenever big Willie style came in, I mean, that's what I was listening to. Yeah. Like whatever my mom or sister, my dad didn't really listen to too much music. He did like ACDC and stuff, but he worked nights. So like he wasn't around too much. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I was just listening to whatever the fuck they were listening to, so um, don't really have a history. I mean, got into metalcore, hardcore, everything, and they were already, like, a, like an obviously a relic at that time. Mm -hmm. I remember, like, when they did come back, like, in 2008, because, like, that's, like, when I'm just, like, fully submerged, like, like, submerged in, like, everything hardcore, metalcore, and I remember, like, they, like, started playing a show, so I'd see, like, a lamb goat and shit, you know? And like they released like a record like in 2012 and all this other shit, but it's just like I never got into them till like way, way, way later. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I'm like, I'm gonna go back and listen to all these people like talk about it. Like I know Devin um had been um that talked about them, all the bands I liked that like, are from like the old era before it just all became Swedish riffs were about them. Um and so yeah, listen to it. I'm like, okay, I get I get everything that they're coming from. And then um that I heard their fucking 2001 like fucking like hey we gotta get some new metal and i thought that was great like in like the sense it's like you know what they fucking they went for it um Mm -hmm. not great as a music they didn't like it but it was just cool like i'm like okay you know what they'd been going as a band for a long time it's like make the fucking just make the fucking plunge i guess to see what happens yeah and and it did not work (laughs) um i have no history with them I um I've heard the name. Um I had no idea this is what they sounded like. Um but I mean I guess I do have a little history because a long time ago like 10 15 years ago at this point maybe even mm-hmm. longer I watched the New York hardcore documentary because um I was obsessed with Rick to Life as a joke. Like just the concept of Rick to Life and a guy I- named Rick to Life yeah, I remember that time. Um, yeah, I also I got to see Twenty Five to Life like at the, at the old venue That's for no reason. Crazy. Like why I went to that show, I think we had discussed this in a group chat, and I think I went to go support like local friends, Damascus, who later turned into the Thief of Always, mm-hmm. um, and that they opened for it was like Twenty Five to Life and like fucking Blood Stand Still and Donnie Brook. <laughs> and in like 2004 or five or whatever that show was, I think it was 05. It's like, I wasn't into that stuff as much. Like I, I was like getting into like all the heavy music. So it's like seeing like beat down like that kind of blew my mind. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. It's like, I, I was into it. Cause I liked moshing. Mm-hmm. So, but I remember thinking like, Oh, this is like, like the scarier kind of real shit. I like yeah. kind of opened my eyes to that kind of stuff. Do you remember how Rick to life looked? No. I don't. Um, so yeah, no there's, a, there's no there, horse. There's no horse. Rick to life. Google Rick to life on a horse. Um, but there was a documentary uh, called uh, NYHC. It's about New York hardcore. I just I recently rewatched it on YouTube. Um, and vision vision of disorder was uh, featured on that. Um, and also, um, I have some quick thoughts. Um, Rick to life has come out as like a a scummy weirdo. Um, I don't know if he has done any like uh violent or sexual crimes. He's just kind of a scummy weirdo. Yeah. Um he comes off so good in that documentary. He seems so cool and so nice. Yeah. Um, I found some of it. I didn't watch all of it, but you had sent it. I'm like, I gotta at least watch a little bit. Yeah, it's it's actually sick and like Vision of Disorder is live. They sound so cool, and the crowd is going crazy for them. Like they're they're a big deal. Yeah, and then like I found out like through this because I remember this fucking band called Blood Simple. Okay, and it was members of Visions of Dis- uh, Vision of Disorder, and I remember they were like kind of like metalcore, but like alternative metal, new metal ish, like in the mid 2000s like right after um vision died um it was like the vocalist and guitar player and like they would i remember seeing like their video on like fuse or like mtv2 oh wow and and, like it was like put out by like the dude from um the mudvane like his record label okay and like i think if like if you're thinking of like kind of probably bands to like compare them to at least as far as like the scene that they were in because like they weren't like full like metalcore scene or like new metal you know the band like like bands like dry kill logic okay it's like they like, they play like that harder like more metalcore like they obviously had some like ties in other worlds but it's like it's still kind of cheesy new metalish stuff mm-hmm. it's wild it's it's, it's wild I, I i remember that because like they would do shit with like Disturbed or Static X or like after Life of Agony, Agony like stopped being like a hardcore band, um, and playing like like 
hardcore punk and stuff like within like their new metal and grungy stuff and just became like a full-on like rock band like mm-hmm. it, they're like within lumped in that shit it's kind of crazy because i totally forgot about that band until like we started doing shit for this i'm like holy fuck blood simple i haven't heard that name in 20 years <laughs> yeah and like early on they were like in the same world as fucking like hate breed and all like Madball. Uh, New York hardcore, like, life. New York hardcore. New York, yeah, like just that northeast fucking hardcore scene. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, their vision of disorder. They're from uh Long Island, New York. Um. Um. Anything? I didn't read their entire Wikipedia. Um. However, there's a lot fucking there. Yeah, I've read longer ones. Um. But. <laughs> Like for this podcast, um, or I think I might have a couple of weeks ago and then forgot. But there's some little tidbits um, I want to um, talk about with them. So they, um, Hatebreed just released a shirt just with this this record's cover on it. So that's badass. Um, they're kind of contemporaries. I'm. I think Hatebreed started. In like ninety five, yeah. I mean, I, I would consider them con- contemporaries. Um, but they like they also, I don't know. I feel like this band was so influential. Satisfaction oh, yeah. came out in ninety seven, um, but I was really confused listening to it. I was like, was this like the beginning of new metal? And it was not. Um, so there's some interview in Decibel Magazine where they interviewed the guitarist asking like records that influenced um, their records. So for this record, uh, their self-titled one. Um, uh, was, Korn, it just Sepul- was it Sepultura? And Corn. Were those the two? Yeah. Oh, Sepultura was just a guess because just listening to their sound and then, like, knowing that they probably just fucking love Sepultura, just from yeah. listening to them, that makes sense. And Korn makes sense. I mean, yeah, it's the 90s, baby. Yeah, but it, like, it is fascinating to me, like, how, I don't know, all this stuff I heard, like, there's a lot of stuff I heard that is not even mentioned, and we'll get into that. But I was looking into, like, uh, Bands that were inf- influenced by them, you know? Yeah. Um, someone's like, or that sound like them. Someone's like early Buried Alive or 18 Visions. Oh, yeah. 100%. Um, especially Sky Chain Falling. Start, especially when you get into like the singing vocals and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's like on the earlier 18, like before they just really wanted to be like Stone Temple Pilots. Yeah. Um, And Guns N' Roses. Like <laughs> when they would just like have some of the random singing and stuff. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then I'm, I, I found the last FM similar artists and it's, it's like Snapcase, Strife, Earth Crisis, Most Precious Blood, uh, Blood Simples on here. That makes sense. <laughs> uh, Turmoil, Sick of It All, One King Down, The Hope Conspiracy, uh, Nothing Face. And then it's just, it's just all those bands from like that area of time are just there. Cause like those are their contemporaries. Yeah. Um, well, have you ever heard of a band called Snot? Yes, actually. Uh they're they're on a different list. Prong. Real Prong, huh? Yeah. Kinderia. Yeah, it makes sense. Same time frame. Uh Life of Agony. Yep. E Town. E Town yep. Concrete. Rollins band. Yeah. Um, A Perfect Murder. <laughs> oh fuck, a perfect murder. <laughs> Hell yeah, we talked about them, I think, for a minute on our sea level, or we were going to. Uh, they were on the playlist. But uh, they had one fucking song that rocked so hard. Uh, That's all I can remember. What is? Cold Chamber. Oh, yeah, fuck yeah, that makes sense. Um, 100 Demons, Marauder. Yeah, the, the, the usual suspects there. Yeah, Throwdown. Oh, um, yeah, Throwdown, definitely. Like, especially when they dude, tried to sell out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, head PE. Whoa, <laughs> I get uh, it, but like I don't like it. Uh, twelve tribes. 
Okay, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, that was just some 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 interesting things I found. 18 Visions, um, like they released I, a song called 1996 and they did a bunch of covers with it. And they covered yeah. um yeah. one of these songs. The song 1996 too is very visions of this or like vision of disorder influenced as well. Um, okay. Like, I mean, just the, their existence is definitely just like they wouldn't they wouldn't be the band that they were without Vision of Disorder. Yeah. And yeah. I think I mean I'm guessing just from listening to this and then knowing that, you know, Earth Crisis had that little moment when they were trying. I'm guessing I mean VOD was doing the same thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like trying to hit that next wave. Because I mean, why the fuck wouldn't you? No, yeah. to your career. Well, and like watching that uh documentary, um, they are um they're they're from Long Island. They're not from New York City. They're from the suburbs, you know? Yeah. So like they weren't they were trying to just like, you know, make money doing what they love. Yeah. Um cool. So uh Vision of Disorder uh was released October twenty second, nineteen ninety six on Roadrunner Records, which it's kind of wild. It was released on their imprint. Yeah, it's still it's still released by them. Um, but for a debut record, that's huge. Yeah, I think they had like an EP or something beforehand. Okay, but um, I mean, yeah, it is. That's pretty fucking big, and especially I think, like maybe it was. I'm guessing they just fucking were. Doing it's fucking like doing it. I like, just fucking getting the wheels in the ground and going for it, you know? Yeah. And then obviously, like, even from that like fucking like that um documentary, it seemed like they had a had like a pretty good command of like their their audience that time. One hundred percent. Like, um I would say they got the biggest reaction. Yeah, and that necessarily like Roadrunner definitely isn't probably wasn't like the Roadrunner of like you know what we're used to at first yeah like, like obviously Nick, they're still Nickelback gonna like not yeah i mean they they obviously had bands like deicide life of agony machine head suffocation type of negative stuff like that um and so like they were still doing big things but um it wasn't like you know they didn't have like the the nickelbacks or the slipknots yet yeah. my favorite thing in the world it's... is that nickelback had them or uh, they had Nickelback. Like, that was just making them money hand over fist. Oh, hell yeah, it was. It's interesting because, like, it seems like Roadrunner at least tried to get back to this at one point. Yeah. Um, signed in Code Orange and Angel Dust and Turnstile. Yeah, Higher Power. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this record was produced by Jamie Locke. Um, I tried to see what else he did, but it was like obituary and then a bunch of like artists I've never heard of. Okay, that makes sense. Um, so let's get into it. It's 39 minutes and four seconds. That seems a little long sometimes. I think just some of the songs were long. The songs are long. The songs could be cut at, at parts, but... They also common. are just parts. We'll just get into that now. Yeah. A lot of these songs are like, here's a part, and then here's a part, and then here's a part, and like the one like tying in factor for some of them is just like the lyrics like are like one thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's just dive in. Um, element. Um, so right off the bat, I heard Turnstile, I heard Nirvana, I heard mm -hmm. Three Eleven. Yeah. I I definitely heard like a lot of those like nineties bands like the Alice in Chains like kind of stuff. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, stuff like that I heard. Um it's like heavy, it's groovy, and then it has like that reverby ass singing. Mm -hmm. Um so yeah, definitely just like right off the bat. Like this is what you're getting. A lot of that like kind of like groovy stuff is like I think like what you hear like in like still in modern hardcore. Yep. And yep. like like trapped under ice, like I know used parts like that. I mean, obviously, mm -hmm. I think it's because like bands that trapped under ice, like like was being influenced by, or like the contemporaries, and like came from the vision, vision of disorder, fucking school of fucking thought, you know? Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, a lot of like new metalish groove metal like type of stuff. You could tell that they really probably love Chaos AD by Sepultura, <laughs> like the, that record. They probably just love some Sepultura. Most of the bands in this era did, um, mm-hmm. and it was like a cool mix of like alt, like kind of alt rock slash alt metal, like groove metal and hardcore. Yeah, it yeah, just, like they they pull it off, and like. um his his singing um i finally figured it out uh he sounds like the singer of sunny day real estate That's, which okay. is which is like bonkers a bonkers comparison but there are parts where like it could be a sunny day real estate song i wouldn't have thought of that yeah but that's that's how my brain works i can hear it a little bit and then his his yelling is like uh, Zach De La Rocha from Inside Out. Or what will a lot of other people know him from? Google it. Jeez. <laughs> Rage Against the Machine. Um, <laughs> but like, there are a lot of like songs that like sound like Inside Out. It's sick. And a lot of bands, like especially like bands like in the metalcore era, like in like the nineties, early two thousand, before it became like more more metal influence, like when the like at the gates and in flames influence started coming over, um, had like that similar style of scream. Mm-hmm. Um well yeah, I really I really like his, his scream vocals. Oh the, I do too. The, the singing ones, like depending on the part are cool or sometimes really annoying. I'm there's I'm in except for like certain production choices. Yeah, and I think that's what songs. makes them annoying. Um uh there's also a little bad brains in his voice too. Yeah. Um but it is I don't know. It's a sick song. Uh there's a cool breakdown in it. Yeah. Um it's weird. Um it's like at like 130, like that little break rocks. Yeah. Um and lyrically I think it's like it's about learning from your mistakes and rising above violence. Rise above violence. Um <laughs> uh, you know. <laughs> hell yeah. Then we got watering disease. Um one thing I love is they don't do intros. They just fucking go. Yeah, it's like they just kind of go for it like there's like sometimes it seems like there's no rhyme or reason as to why they're doing something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I do like that it has like a little bit of dissonance in there, just like with their note choices. Note choices. Yes, yeah. this, this scream is again like I even put like this in this one. I just really liked how his scream came off in this, and I like it because especially because I mean this was probably put to actual tape, so it's not like they're going back and like making everything perfect. Yeah, and I like that about it. It's so raw. It's like you're getting his voice. If it, there's imperfections on it. It's fine because it's like human. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's why like the next line like kind of goes with that that I wrote in my notes was the mix of singing works really well even though it's so pitchy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like he's he's not getting corrected. Nothing's getting moved and bumped and make sure he hits those notes perfectly and this awesome sounding thing. It's just it it it, it goes where it goes. <laughs> and but it works. Like it, especially like in this song, I think it works really well. Um. And it has like that '90s alt rock feel with hardcore. Yeah, like, this one like I I felt that like really hard. Like the first one, you can get it a little bit, and then like they expand on it. I think on this, it's cool. Yeah, um, I hear I hear botch and converge in this song. Yeah. Um. Also, a lot of it is like a hatebreed song, just way less heavy. <laughs> um, the breakdown is cool, but it doesn't hit. It's all kind of the same note, and they like don't build to it. It just kind of starts, and it's just just a strange song structurally. Yeah, I, it, all their songs structurally, like it's hard for me to like, get into because it's yeah. like, it, like I was just saying before, there's parts. Yes, and for the most part, they go to parts, and then there's another part, and like they'll change tempos on like for no reason at all, and they'll they'll change like the time signature from like a four, four field, to, like a six, eight type. They'll just like throwing random stuff out there. Like I, I'm not thinking of a particular moment, but like they'll just change stuff. Like just like no rhyme, reason or circumstance. It's just like, yeah, whatever. 
and just like I like this part. We're playing that next, and yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> but it's it's still sick though. Yeah, and I think that because I was reading on their Wikipedia, it's like they had a lot more of like the regular song structure, like on their later album, like the new metal one, mm-hmm. um, which then makes sense because like when you're wanting to grab at more people, want to know it's really gonna get get them. It's an easy to under easy to understand or easy to digest song structure. That's yes. why, at least with OB, we had the dumbest fucking parts in our songs. But god damn it, they were structured real well, <laughs> so people could understand it. Uh, through my eyes, uh, the opening is so fucking hard. Yeah, I, uh, I wrote the opening riff is such an ass beater. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like a TUI intro. Oh yeah, it's so sick. The weird bullhorn vocal singing shit no, was no, nah, thank you. That, that's why. That's why. Like, if I swear in it, like, uh, like if I call it shit, like it's because I don't like it. Usually, yeah. I realize yeah, yeah. when I'm taking my notes. Um, I didn't like that. The riffs are ass beaters. Like, I could see people playing these riffs today. Yeah, but like, this like, is like this is like a a hate breed song, like structured like a hate breed song. Yeah. Um, but it's like those riffs, like if like a band that came to the shredder in like a couple weeks played these, yeah, like like with like you know they're playing like with Witness Chamber or Stomp or whatever, and like the, the headliner played like some of these riffs, I'm like, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, oh, it yeah. wouldn't it wouldn't sound out of place like eighteen years or twenty eight years or however long later. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, twenty eight years. Yeah, twenty seven, whatever. But it wouldn't sound out of place. Yeah, yeah. Kind of sick, um, to be honest. Good for them. No, it is. Um, this is the song where I was like, yeah, Throwdown is definitely influenced by this band. Oh, yeah. And I think it's also because Throwdown also loves Sepultura, too. Yes, yes. And so, but it's cool. Like, I like that, like, in Metalcore and, like, listening to some of this older stuff is that you don't just get, like, the At The Gates worship. Yeah. Like, you get the Groove Metal Sepultura worship over here. But yeah. you know what? I kind of fuck with. Yeah, it's it's fun. Um, there's a the the bouncy riff in this song is so sick. Yeah. Um, the breakdown rocks. Hopefully, um, I'm not gonna get into a groove metal era. I don't need that in my life. I keep I keep like hinting at a Soundgarden era. I know that's not groove metal, but that's where I think that's where I'm about to go next. Oh, well, Soundgarden kind of rocks. Yeah. Um, lyrically, I think this is a song about wanting to die. Yeah, I agree. Um, viola, 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 violin. Yeah. Um, the opening is so apreed. Another, I just said another ass beating intro, sick riff, and then it has that big yeah. But instead yeah. of like, I'll say the one thing that like gets me on this one. Is I, it goes into like like a groovy part instead of something faster, and I was wanting something with energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it just gets in this boring tempo. Yeah, but there's like there's some there's some cool shit in this song. Um, the bass part with Chugs is really cool. Oh yeah. Um, this song is really long though. It does overstay its welcome. I will say that it does, and it's I think part because like I said, like for me, it gets boring until about midway through. At the, when it gets heavier, like that's where it gets, yeah, that's where it gets my attention. That breakdown's so fucking sick. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm back. And then like they have like the little like clean bridge part, and then like that sick riff after. Mm-hmm. Um, it's cool, but like uh, it would, uh, I don't know, there's just something about like there's like 45 seconds or a minute of the song. I'm like, you can just get rid of it, and I'd be yeah. fucking fine. And the like, there's some parts I really like, like the murderer part. Mm-hmm. Um, where he's singing that, it's so it feels like Poison the Well, and also like Soundgarden a little bit. Yeah, well, that makes um, a, that makes a lot of sense. And like Poison the Well is another one, especially with some of the singing stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, and the way that they would sing it, like from like the I'm talking like first record, like opposite of December. Yeah, like the way they would sing it is like the way that Homie sings this here. Well, it's like which is also the way the dude from Sunny Day Real Estate sings. Yeah, so like because yeah. I brought them a lot, a lot. Um, the song has like a really melodic part, um, mm-hmm. and that feels very boys in the well. Yeah. Um, 
I think the melodic part is actually done really well. Um, yeah, I like it. And then I think his his like the singing earlier on in this song is like very bad brains. Yeah. Um, lots of personality in the vocals in this song too. Um, there's a gunshot in it. <laughs> That's fucking badass. Oh, yeah. um, and uh, uh, lyrically, it's about killing your mom. And I, but I think it's like about childhood trauma. I think so too. <laughs> and using, <clears throat> yeah, um, liberation. This fucking intro is so fucking new. Yeah, yeah. I, I and like corn, like that's like that's a corn riff. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then like I'll I'll just read like direct for my notes. This is where I'll sit and like already on this record is especially because like on the back half I feel you get shorter songs. Yes, yes. Um, not, not on the front half, and it was I just wrote. It hit more, more like it hits the more groovy part with singing. It's not bad. These riffs are good. It's just these songs are just long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like I do like the back and forth between like his singing and screaming that he does by himself. Yeah. Like it's cool. Yeah. Um. Is again also sometimes it seems like there's no rhyme or reason as to why he's doing which one. Yeah. Um, no, there's not. Yeah. But then like that breakdown at like it was like one forty five ish is so fucking dope. Is that the second one? Yeah. Um, and then the part right after that feels like a hatred song. Yeah. I mean, no, not, not a hatred song. Sorry. Feels like a POD song. That makes sense. They, I bet POD loved VOD. They had, there's no way POD wasn't influenced by VOD. There is no way Pod did not like VOD. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's, um, the, there's a part where he says, is it the weakness? And that part's very 311. <laughs> um, and then uh, the the restraint riff is super cool. Yeah. These are just, uh, when I'm saying words, it's just a word in the lyric that like triggered so I remember it in the song. Um, this song is about um, the government never fixing anything. I mean, that is... Not wrong, so good for them. Yeah, fuck the government. Um, oh. divide. This song's fucking hard. Yeah, this is this is where. Dun, 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 dun. It's, uh, it's like heavy moss right at the beginning. Starts off hot. The next riff is super sick. They do that like syncopated part where it's like vocals, guitar, drums. Like they're all hitting the exact same thing. Hits that next level fucking mosh part. Yeah. Um, it's just like shortened to the point. It's just like fucking just like vehicular manslaughter. I want to run somebody down with my car. Yeah. Like, that's all I want to do with this. Really? Like that's, I just said it's so sick. Like, like I didn't have notes. I was just like, this song fucking rocks. Um, this is, you're, down- you're in for a fucking 90s metalcore song. It's going to beat you in, it's going to beat you over the head, yeah. kick your ass, and then that's it. That's it. And Throwdown was definitely influenced by it. Oh yeah, because it's like it's like Pantera hard. Yeah, you know? like does that make sense? It's not. There's not the riffs aren't like super southern, but like it's like I don't know. There's a certain kind of hard. Like if you played this like down tuned or even in this tuning, like it's just a, it's almost it's just a beat down song. Yeah, but like with like better equipment. Wow. Good wow. shit. Like I really like this is the one I'm like, all right, we're back, we're back. Yeah. Um ways to destroy one's ambition. So this one has like some weird ass wobbly thing. And I the guitar. Know. Yeah, I didn't know how else to describe it inside wobbly. Yeah, I love it. It's some weird ass shit with the wobbly riffs. I even said I don't know how to explain it in my notes. <laughs> Just because like I don't like <laughs> Um, that opening riff, though, like from the ring out, super cool. Has that groovy part with the wobbles, mm-hmm. um, and like I like that they hit like some faster tempo. Got that double kick going. That's the double bass is so weird. I know it is because it's the only song that has it. It's just going, but it's so sick. Um, the wobbly part's fine. 
it's it's just it's kind of a weird thing in my I just like in my headphones I was listening on that sounded like my fucking brain was wobbling. Mm-hmm. Um but like a lot of these like parts that I wrote this in my notes here is that like modern hardcore uses a lot of these t- types of riffs still. Like aside oh, yeah. from the wobbles, like it's it's all the fucking like these riffs would be used by bands today. Yeah, I I, I heard some converge in this song. Um the way he does the vocals is tight. Um it's it's a very weird song. It is. Um and- like the the fast part is sick, the bouncy part is sick. Um, and he does a lot with his singing. And I think one thing, cause like I, I could hear where you can maybe get some convergy stuff in there. Mm-hmm. It's like, they never go like as weird, like nearly like near like that realm of weirdness that converge does. Oh, and no. like, I can hear like your, some of your hatred, like, Oh, it kind of reminds me of hatred, but they never get as like full on like camo shorts. Um, you know, yeah. bandana around your head, that hatred. They kind of stay like in this weird middle ground. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think it, it kicks ass, but it's like they never went like one way, like hard one way or the other. They yeah. kind of just like encompass that space in the middle, like when it at least comes to the heavy stuff, mm-hmm. and then added like the alt rock. Yeah, yeah. It's I I feel like I feel like they pulled it off what yeah. they were trying to do. Um, <clears throat> lyrically, it's about killing yourself because uh, the world is so fucked. Yeah. Uh, suffer. The song is fast. It feels like terror. Feels like bad brains. Feels like that, uh, like TLC by Turnstile, which sounds like bad brains. Um, <clears throat> the breakdown's so sick. Um, the vocal pattern is so sick. I love yeah. this song. Yeah. Um, no, I like the song. I think you liked it a lot more than I did. Yeah. Okay. Um, I I like the song. Um, to me, it just felt like a kind of a cool VOD song. Um, I do like the vibey part towards the end that has like that '90s like rock riff in there. Yeah, like it's super sick. And then I I like that it ends with like the metalcore riffing at the end, but it is like again, it isn't like the the five seven eight slaughter the soul whatever like fucking at the gates fucking riffs. It is like this era of metalcore riffs, and they're just super sick. So. I was yeah. a fan of that one, but um, yeah, definitely. I I don't know. It just felt like another VOD song, at least from this time. But again, I don't know what it is about. Some, like, if a song is long now, like, I'm getting into that point where I'm like, fuck. Uh-oh. Yeah, see, I was into this song. Like, yeah. Um, I think it's, I think it's, I love, I think it's different than the others. I think the fast part is like, more refreshing. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it stuck out because of the song before. I don't know. But it's badass. That can happen. So I get that. It's like since the other one was like one way, it's like going this other way. So yeah. I get you. Uh lyrically it's about uh the previous generation being obsessed with religion. And by that generation is like the boomers. Yeah, fucking boomers. Um Zone Zero. All right, so I think maybe this one I probably liked a lot more. Okay. Uh, I really like this song. I have, like, my notes on the other one are, like, a little small blur, but I have so much on this shit, What like, this one for whatever reason. Um, I like it because it, like, brings a ton of energy at first, mm-hmm. but then gets into, like, this chuggy-ass, like, Alice in Chains, like, riff. Yeah. That I really fucking like. Is that, is that the riff that sounds like it's underwater? Yeah, like, that shit's so sick. Um... Like they, you can tell, like they're just definitely like shit, like probably like Alice in Chains, and like I mean, obviously probably like Nirvana or like Soundgarden, but like I don't know. And Corn, they said yeah, so. and Corn. And just that's like some, why the the I don't care part is so new metal. Oh yeah, it was like I don't care what you think. Oh yeah, that part like it's so sick. Like I love like when the riffing, like when the screaming comes back in, mm-hmm. and then I can hear this was this is a weird one here, um, like when they get into like the groovier like hardcore parts, I can hear that old Under Oath was probably influenced by these guys as well, because like they I... were because they were also like into hardcore as well, 
like as well as trying to be like a death metal band. Like, cause like Dallas would always talk about going to like hardcore shows in Ocala, like way early, like in the Underdog's career, like in the nineties and stuff. And like those guys would all go to the shows, but then they also wanted to play fucking metal. Um, I can hear that like super old. I'm talking like some of those acts of depressions riffs mm-hmm. definitely came from this. Yeah. Like it's, it's insane to me. Um, I did say sometimes it seems like parts are just pieced together. Um, the, I don't care what you say. I, d- I kind of did what you what you do, like kind of put it by some vocals. Like, I don't care what you say or whatever. Like that part on there fucking rocks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so sick. Um, that riff rocks, the scream rocks, and the bass build at the end fucking kicks ass. I, this song just yeah. fucking goes. I um, really like this one. <laughs> the, the breakdown in this song is really sick. Um, and then you think the song's over, and then the bass comes in, and it's yeah. so fucking tight. And so sick, like that little build-up with it. Oh, fuck yeah, I love that. Um, yeah, this song, this song, I, I really was into this song, too. Yeah, Kiss um, Goodbye. No. That's the last line of the oh. lyrics. I thought, well, it sounds like a title of a song. Um... Lyrically, it's about Los Angeles burning and the government doing nothing. <laughs> yeah. Um, DCO. Um, this is a song that um, 18 Visions covered. Yeah. And I, I'll, um, I'll, it's, I, I probably heard the 18 Visions version before I even heard theirs, if I'm going to be honest. I mean, I, I, I mean, I heard the 18 Visions one today. Uh, it's the first 18 Visions song I've listened to knowingly. How dare you? You gotta get into 18 Visions. I'll listen to it when we cover them. You gotta listen to it before, because they fucking rock. No, it's when we cover them. No, you just listen to them like in your fucking life. I only listen to podcasts and music for this. Well, just do it. I don't have time. Root for Gabe. Gabe doesn't give a shit. He likes 18 Visions sometimes. Really? Yeah. He, he okay. two-stepped 18 Visions with me. I remember that very vividly. It was one of the few times I ever saw Gabe two-step. That's crazy. He moshed, but he never really two-stepped. <laughs> so. Uh, this song, DTO's real bouncy. Yeah. It's, 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 it's the first two words is like song fucks. Um, <laughs> it has like that New York, like New York hardcore part that's on there. Mm-hmm. Like the what the fuck should I do part fucking rocks. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they have like a like um, it's like a catchy like metal like core riffing. It's like not like catchy like in a um, singing chorus type of catchy way, but it was I don't know just like the, the riff and like how they did everything with the vocals was super catchy. Yeah, um, I don't know. It is um, just like before Swedish metal, like I kind of brought up before, got involved. It was just way more hardcore, and it was just sick. Yeah. And yeah. then the riff at 145 would make me want to fucking bite somebody. Is that the pray for forgiveness part? Yeah. Maybe. I think that, so. It gets so heavy. And then the the worthless part is also really sick. Um, the it's, breakdown of this song is tight. Uh, this song is the one that feels the most like a hatebreed song to me. Yeah, I get that. I feel like this is like probably the most like one that's like probably has like the most core in it if you will Mm -hmm. like you know what i mean like that 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 like dial was turned up more than like yeah this is song and snuffer for sure yeah um Um, yeah but this song fucking rocked yeah it did um lyrically it's um about capitalism holding you down and nothing works to stop it yeah um excess I love a good uh, a good intro. It has like with the bass. Yeah, the opening's cool as hell. Yeah, but um, that wa- it has like a wobbly two set and those ninety ass reverb vocals. I hate the vocals. They're like echoey. Yeah, and it feels muddled, and I I I don't like it. It makes it makes my ears feel weird. I am. I was kind of the same way on this. Like as far as like vocally, I'm just like, ah, does it doesn't just doesn't do it for me. Yeah. I do like I do like the riff at like 40 seconds, 
the base call out super sick and a good build up. Um, I do yeah, like that it yeah. goes back to like that intro at the end for like the breakdown too. Like mm-hmm. that's cool. Mm-hmm. But like you could like cut out like this song and I wouldn't be mad. Yeah. And I think yeah. it's because the vocals. Like I think the vocals in this the song. The vocals ruin it. This song, like this song's interesting because it's definitely a hardcore song, but it leans more new metal. Yeah. Like this is I said it feels like a precursor to new metal, but that's not true because new metal started way earlier. Um. Yeah, but the, it just, the it's definitely like of the time ass part, like with like new metal and shit, and like I don't know. Yeah, like with like nineties rock too. So, yeah. Uh, lyrically, I think this is a song about doing drugs. Yeah. And then, <laughs> gloom. Can I just read you my notes? Yes. This song is okay until like a minute in. Then it sounds like Rage Against the Machine. This is the most okay song on the record. Yeah, so it's funny because like uh, like a minute in, I'm like, because I, I said starts like a an alt rock '90s song, but the music gets a little heavier and vibier. But they always had it in them that seems to go full radio. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, it goes into a heavy ass strip at about one minute ish, but then it, it ends up going into that alt rock vibe. Yeah, yeah, it's just I feel like the song is just like I don't know. This is the one. If I w- had to pick one, this is the one I would have cut. I would have cut two. Yeah, yeah. Cut two songs out of here. Give me thirty minutes of just fucking cool. I'd be down. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, this song it it just. I don't know. Maybe we're just too used to the epic closer from some of those mid two thousands. That's true. Records and this was like ten years like, before that. Let's tack something on here. Yeah, they probably were just like fuck. Like we need a like we're this is our first record for Roadrunner. Let's fucking go for it. We got to make sure and have a bunch of songs. And then they had the studio time. Like you got to fucking put shit to print. Yeah, especially in that day and age. Who like <laughs> studio time's gonna be way more expensive, not as easy accessible. Like today, like I you know we recording shits on our laptops right now. You have to go into a fucking big ass room and rent out all the space just to do this shit back in the yeah. day. And a guy has to be there to watch you. Yeah, guy. <laughs> guy incognito. Oh, yeah. And lyrically, Gloom is about doing drugs again. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> I did drugs before I started. Same. Um, okay. Um, let's rate it. So. We're pretending that every episode is someone's first episode. So, um, this is our scoring system. We score it. We got five categories. Rate them out of five. Total score for a record is 25. Um, the first one is mosh worthy. Uh, would you pit to it? Are there enough pit parts in it for you? Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's say, especially like from this time. I want to give it a, like there's some good fucking like mosh parts mm-hmm. watching like part of that doc you know it's like people are getting fucking down in like the sense like we are right now with like the modern fucking metalcore brand. but like fucking I'd be if I'm if I'm there in 96 and I'm fucking even this age then fuck I would have mm-hmm. been my dad's age that's my wild. dad would have went and saw them in '96. Holy shit! Um, anyway, um, I would have mushed. So I'm gonna give this a fucking four. This has yeah, to fucking. I'm going for. I'm going for as well. I, not every song has it, but like the parts that do. Damn. Yeah, I mean, if, if um, there's if there's times where I want to get in my car and run somebody down that's on the sidewalk, um, vehicular manslaughter, like, you know. You gotta get up there. Like you're you're gonna have a good score. Yeah. Yeah. Um next category, repeatability. Was it a chore to listen to? Would you listen to it again? Um, as a record, is it good or would you just pick some songs? So I would probably like go through and pick some songs. Mm-hmm. Um I wouldn't probably listen to this in full um again, but like I could definitely see myself maybe getting in a mood and like listening to this or if like 
it comes on, I'm like fucking crazy ass shuffle. And like yeah. I wouldn't change some songs and like there's some songs I actively like, want to like add the playlist and stuff because I'm like, okay, I want to have this song in my life. Um mm-hmm. so yeah, uh I'm gonna give it a solid three, right? Better than right in the middle, which would be two point five. Give it a good three. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go. I'm going three five. Um, I think um there's a lot. I listened to it five times. I could listen to it more, and I I I wouldn't be mad. Um, it is a little long. Um, you know what? I'm going four. I was I, the more I think about it, I was really into it. Um, I think it's a little long. Um, but as a 40 minute record, I think it's good. Like yeah. I think they use those 40 minutes well. Yeah, the last two songs are a little weak, so maybe I would listen to all but the last two. DTO is on fucking repeat. That's yeah. that's on some list. Yeah, that song is too sick. Um, does it hold up? Uh, musically, lyrically, um, lyrically, especially for the '90s, I think it's 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 pretty damn pretty damn doing its job good. Yeah, and then also I think that is, um, like some of these riffs, like I was saying, um, like they sound like they'd be played by a modern band. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. What do you? What do you? What are you leaning? Is four or five too high? That's that's your score. Um, I'd probably say I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with a solid three five. Three five. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I just I do think there's a lot on it that like I think it it works. I think a kid could hear this today, and if they could get over the production, because it it sounds like it's from '96. Um, I think they'd be really into it. Yeah, I agree. Um, aesthetic. Dog, that record cover. This is what I imagine when I saw when I heard the first note and I saw the record cover. I was like, "Yeah." And then yeah. you look at a picture of them from that time. <laughs> yeah, you see their pierced nipples. Yeah, like they got like they just they look band, like New York hardcore loved pierced nipples. Yeah, like that fucking hair, just everything. Like they look like they play this fucking music. The press photos. Yeah, like this is... This, <laughs> and even like the later press photos too, it's even more so. <laughs> yeah. Um, God, they look like fucking... Just like fucking like... Just so like... There's like the... That fucking tribal like chest thing on the fucking singer gets me. <laughs> and it's fucking shitty hair. Um, yeah. Yeah, is, I, I gotta, I, I gotta give me. them like a, a five on that. So, it's, it's, it's that cover, and then it's just the way they look. They look that cover looks like you know what you're getting into. They look like they play the exact music that they play. Hmm. Hmm. I, I could be fucking deaf, and I just look at them like, "Yep, I know." I don't. You don't have to tell me. I already know what this is gonna sound like. Damn. I want a VOD shirt, or should I just buy that Hatebreed shirt and have fucking eight Hatebreed shirts? Get Hatebreed. <laughs> Um, influence. So when I and the first few listens, I was thinking I was gonna go six on this one. Um, but I don't know. I just because I hear a lot of bands in them doesn't mean they're that influential, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I hear a lot and in a lot of different genres, you know. Yeah. Like there's, there's, there's TUI, there's Turnstile, there's um, yeah, all the different genres like TUI and Turnstile. <laughs> but like, like three eleven, like when did fucking three eleven start? Twenty uh, day say, real estate. I would say that three eleven was already going. They started in eighty eight. Yeah. So okay, that doesn't that doesn't count. But maybe they heard this. And 
upside. I don't know. I don't know. No. I, I there's no like the like they had already been doing this shit like. Like I think they released like the one with like down and all that and all mixed up like in ninety five. Okay. So like okay. they were they were already on that, but it's like a lot of like hardcore metal bands I think were influenced. And then as well as if you just think of like metalcore in general and hardcore, like having like clean vocals, like a lot of them, and having those different kind of vibes and shit like that is like a big thing. That's mm-hmm. something that like. A lot of bands, I mean, this is the whole fucking little journey we're taking on this podcast for the next few episodes is that. Yeah, um, screamy, singy. Yeah, and they mixed it up and they did that and they were adding that kind of shit to heavier music and adding like 90s alt to that that then other bands did. Like I said, like 18 Visions owes their like, career for shit like this. Yeah. They probably even say it too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, like a lot of bands kind of do, and like you hear a lot of these riffs and a lot of these ideas um, from that time, like come out like in a couple years. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, like there's stuff like you hear, like, oh yeah, you can tell Poison Well at least had to be like somewhat influenced by these guys. Like all these other bands that maybe did like a bit of a rock pivot in that time were definitely influenced by these guys. Like, um, I'm going to give that a solid four or five. Yeah. I think. I think four or five is good. All right. So the grand totals, we got Moshworthy, an average of four, repeatability, an average of 3.5. Uh, does it hold up? An average of four. Um, aesthetic, an average of five. Influence, an average of 4.5. And s- giving it a grand total of 21. It edges out... Um... It barely edges out ice nine kills. <laughs> I just want everybody to know that it does, in fact, edge out ice nine kills. Um, no, it doesn't. I thought it was oh, wait, twenty point five. That was I am king. Sorry, it's way it's way lower. What was ice nine kills at? Um, I gotta find it. Hatebreed was 20.5, so it's oh, right in the same realm. It's the Hatebreed realm. Um, Ice Nine Kills was 20. Okay, so it beats yeah. it. So yeah, it beats it. Um, it. It's real close to, you know, this is like, I mean, I Am King was 21. Um, A Day to Remember was 22. So it's it's up there, you know? Uh, that makes sense to me, especially just kind of like kind of them being such a seminal band in this whole genre. Yeah. <clears throat> maybe, um, maybe don't be as fucking where... annoying with some of your fucking vocal production choices. Yeah. You say that like 30 years later. Fucking hey. 40 years later. Hey, fuckers. Hey, you shouldn't have done this. I would have liked it better if you didn't do this. It's like, I don't give a shit, buddy. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I really, if you listen to this podcast and you like, you listen to Turnstile or I guess 18 Visions, I would check this band out. Like, if you haven't heard them, I would, I would give them a listen. And you can wait till yeah. we add them to our playlist, but like, give them a listen. Yeah. I mean, I would say just give them a listen if you're ever into any type of heavy music. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially like of like the metalcore variety, um, and just kind of take a look and just kind of do some history, you know. Just yeah. Listen, yeah, listen to the cool stuff. Um, or if you um, if you like, or if you um, don't want to, then we'll fuck off, I guess. Yeah, I yeah. mean, don't do you don't gotta do shit because we tell you to. Yes, you fucking do. Where are your fucking metalcore dads? <laughs> you listen oh, to us. I'm a terrible metalcore dad. I don't know. August Burns Red was in your fucking Spotify rap top list. It's because I had to listen to the No, no, six they times. were in. They were in your metalcore, like your Spotify rap. You are a good metalcore dad, whether you want to just, admit it or not. It just shows how little music I listen to. <laughs> no, it just shows how much you listen to August Burns Red. <laughs> 
Um, okay, a couple things. Um, next week we're talking about uh Life in Your Way. Um, the record is called um, like um Waking Giants or something. Yeah, Waking Giants. Um, so that's the next on our, our scream sing list. Um, and then um we're playing Tree Fort. We're we're playing um, I actually have the exact date. We're playing it. We're gonna stand up. We're gonna sit up on the stage and play it. Oh yeah, I, I gotta bring um, my guitar so I can play the intro live. <laughs> that'd be that'd be bad. Um, you know what? I'll give you the dates on a new episode. It'll be on our socials. But um, I'll I'll do I'll I'll do the intro with my mouth again and have it perfectly line up. Um. Tree Fort is in March. Um, it's free, so you don't have to pay. Yeah, the money. podcast shit's free. You don't got to pay. Come hang out with us. We'll do something fun. Yeah, we're going to do something fun. We're going to have a good time. Um, we are from 3 to 3.45 um, yeah, on it. Saturday, March 23rd. Yeah, and we've done Tree Fort before with our other wrestling podcast that we had. And so, yeah, this is our first time with this venture. So, come yeah. support you, fuck faces. Um, yeah, come see us live. Come hang out. It's going to be a good time. What the fuck else are you going to do? Like, who's playing that you want to see like at three? Well, like, what are you? I mean, if you're bored on a Saturday and you're in the area, yeah, come fucking come say watch hi us. To us. We're going to talk about breakdowns. Yeah, we'll probably have some goofs. Solid yeah, there'll goofs. be goofs. You're big goof boys. There'll be goofs. There'll be doofs. There'll yeah. be goofs. Yeah, we're gonna boof. Yeah, gonna boof so much stuff not, on stage. Putting, it's not putting stuff up your butt. Yeah, come see what we put up our butts. Live come at Tree Fort. We put up our butts live at Tree Fort. Now I think we gotta get shirts made. Let's just say, come see what we put up our butts. Yeah. Um. All right. Thank you. No, no, I don't fucking thank people. Shout out Chris from Youth Energy for our artwork. You shout usually, out th- East. Let's say usually thank the people for listening. Oh yeah. Uh, shout out to you for listening. I'm not gonna do that anymore. I'm just gonna say shout out all the time. That's my new. Just shout out. It's my new phrase. Um. You shout into the north and the south. Yeah. Shout out Chris from Youth Energy for our artwork. Shout out Eastside for our theme song. Shout out Gabe for producing this. Um, shout out you all for listening. Shout out um, Jamie fucking Josta. Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah, shout out Jamie Josta. Um, As always. Shout out Weed. Don't smoke too much before you gotta record a podcast. Yeah, because then you get a weird episode but it fit with the vibes, so here you are. Yeah. But we don't do that. Yeah, we don't do drugs or listen to drug CDs. I will not fucking listen to the band drugs. I did the East Side joke. I did the East Side joke. Um, Okay, this is it, or I'm going to do this forever. Bye.